Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning into our show. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. We have a very exciting lineup for you today, folks. We'll be taking a sneak peek at The Wolverine, which opens on July 26. Plus, you'll get a chance to hear film buffs Jazz Shaw and Fausto Rodriguez-Wirtz in a lively discussion of Hugh Jackman's other films and projects. Now, we've also invited actor Stephen Bauer, who was such a big hit on Movie Attic Headquarters a couple of years ago, to call in with a report on his new projects, including his key role in Showtime's new drama series, Ray Donovan. It's a packed show, so let's get started by checking with Nikki Starr about the chat room. Nikki, is everything ready for listeners to sign up for the chat? It is. We're ready to go. Excellent, and I meant to ask you, have you recuperated from the 4th of July yet? Yeah, mostly. It takes a little while. We had extra time, too, but mostly recuperated. Yes, well, uh, I, I uh, hear that you, you were fighting a little bit of a sunburn over the 4th of July, so there, there was a lesson learned yeah. there, right? Mm-hmm. Sunscreen, always, even when it's overcast. Remember, dear listeners, <laughs> listen to Nikki and always use mm-hmm. sunscreen when when you go out. And um, I'm I'm really glad that uh, that that you're feeling better now and uh, that uh, that you did learn that lesson. Um, I wanted I to tell you also, uh, Nikki, or to ask you uh, to watch for a, a call in from Stephen Bauer. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to be calling in, but but you remember uh, how excited he was mm-hmm. about coming back the last time he was uh, on the show. Uh, am I remembering that right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a great guy. And too. we we just and and the listeners really really enjoyed him, and we he couldn't stay the whole show, and so. Kind of the last thing he said. Well, I'm I really enjoyed the conversation, and I want to come back, and we'll try to set it up. So, so if he doesn't uh, call in, we'll we'll keep after him, and uh, right. we will definitely get him back. But he is busy with the. He's got I think about three new movies coming out uh, that he's uh, uh, working maybe on post production, and then he's he's on the series Ray Donovan, which I haven't heard um, yet. Now, I do see that we already have some people who have signed up for the chat. We have Pat Vecchione. (laughs) We have Richard Smart. We have Wacko Bob. And I think maybe they are all uh, uh, from the the Wacko Bob network. (laughs) And they are so nice over there to let me come on their show on Tuesday mornings to tell what we're going to have in, on the afternoon on Movie Attic Headquarters. So welcome, Kat. Welcome, Richard. And welcome, Wacko Bob. Um, we're really, uh, we really appreciate all the support that you, that you give our, our show. And, of course, we, we appreciate all our chatters and other listeners. And as you know, Nikki, who else do we appreciate? Hugh Jackman. We do. <laughs> we do. We appreciate him so much. Be still my heart. And you'll remember that we did a tribute show for him way back in 2009 and a celebration of his work earlier this year when he won the Golden Globe for Les Miserables. And I know that listeners probably know him best for uh, Wolverine, but oh my gosh, uh, Hugh Jackman has numerous films and TV shows to his credit. Plus, he's also uh, garnered acclaim for his outstanding performances in stage musicals, even winning a Tony for The Boy from Oz. And don't forget Jackman's Emmy, which he 
received for his entertaining turn as the host of the Tony Awards. He then won additional fans with his rousing stint as host of the Academy Awards in 2009, followed by an Oscar nomination and a Golden Globe win for his emotional portrayal of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables last year. And all of this has just served to increase his popularity. And, of course, I am so happy to know that he's currently working on the big screen version of The Greatest Showman on Earth, and that will be a musical about P.T. Barnum. So um, we'll finally get to see him, Nikki, in a in a musical where he not only sings, I know he sang in Les Miserables, but he didn't dance, but he has to do both in uh, The Greatest Showman on Earth. So I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, um, I understand there will be another X-Men movie even after the the Wolverine in 2014 there's um, still filming X-Men Days of Future Past and I guess uh, that's kind of about time travel which is one of my favorite topics on film so so we're um, we've got a lot to look forward to uh, from Hugh Jackman but now, are you excited about the possibility of uh, seeing this new movie called The Wolverine, Nikki? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're you're kind of in in his corner too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, as you know, <laughs> I, he's one of my favorites. And and uh, on July 26, mark your calendar, listeners, especially Hugh Jackman fans, because we'll have the opportunity to see him in his sixth film adventure as Logan slash Wolverine. And I have to tell you, Nikki, this past week, that's really all I've been doing is research on this film. I haven't seen it yet, but I wanted to get as much information as I could so I could uh, give listeners some idea what to, what to expect. So I've kind of put together this little a little preview of of the Wolverine, and it's it's going to be a very important movie, I think, for uh, people who who love uh, Wolverine and uh, Hugh Jackman. And first of all, the first thing I found out, it is a sequel to X Men: The Last Stand, which was the last, you know, complete X Men movie. Um, I know there was X Men, uh, well, Wolverine Origins, Wolverine. But uh-huh. we didn't have all of the, you know, we didn't have the usual suspects in it. It was mostly about Wolverine. And, um, but only, and in this movie, there's only one of the uh, usual X-Men in the cast besides Hugh Jackman. And I don't want to give that name away because it'll give something away about the story. I don't want to tell so much about it that it would ruin it for uh, for uh, the viewers but it is the movie's based on the Wolverine Marvel comic series some of the people who are nerds about this that I that I saw talking with each other on YouTube think that this is going to be a movie that that uh stands stays pretty close to the to the comics and it shows Wolverine going to Japan, and I should mention that many scenes were shot in Japan, so that gives it a, a special look. And he's lured there by a man he once saved from an atomic bomb blast who is now a wealthy tycoon. And this man is so rich that he's been able to find a way to make Logan mortal. Now, you know, Wolverine has the healing power. I mean, he's He's uh, immortal, and he and he wants to be mortal. He's just suffering so much from regrets, and from and, and he's in a lot of emotional uh, pain. It's the one thing that he craves most in the world is to be mortal. But of course, as I'm looking through the uh, the uh, publicity for the film, <laughs> I find out that uh, to be mortal and to take up the uh, the deal that's proposed to him by the wealthy tycoon there are uh, there's a price to pay a high price and so we find Wolverine becoming involved with underworld criminals as well as with romantic power plays and samurai warriors 
and the Japanese mafia, which I think are called the Yakuza's, and of course, hordes of ninjas. It's a darker tale than usual. This is what people are saying that know something about uh, how it was filmed, because it deals with mortality and why Logan wants to be mortal, in fact, longs to be mortal. And uh, in Entertainment Weekly, uh, Hugh Jackman said that he views the film as a real fish-out-of-water story with Wolverine trying to find his way in Japan as he suffers from regret and uh, as he's going through a lot of pain. Now, I found out uh, some information about the, the key cast members. It looks like a very interesting cast. There's uh, Hiroyuki Samada plays Yoshida. He's the wealthy tycoon. This actor has just impressed me so much in the TV version of Revenge. Nikki, have you ever watched that, that TV show? Mm-hmm. Revenge. Well, you know Mr. Takeda, mm-hmm. that one that's that's supporting uh, supporting the the heroine in her revenge uh, strategy. Well, he's he's got a key role in in this movie, and I I do think he has a lot of charisma on screen. There's um, a supermodel <laughs> called and please bear with me with the with how I pronounce these names, Rila. Fukushima, she plays uh, Yukio, and uh, then there's Svetlana Kojenkova, who plays Viper, and uh, another supermodel, I may have gotten them mixed up on this, Tao Okamoto plays Mariko, and these are all characters from the comic book series, the Marvel comic book series. Well, um, According to Entertainment Weekly, again, Okamoto uh, was very, very nervous. She said she was very, very nervous about her kiss with Jackman. Well, <laughs> Nikki, <laughs> who wouldn't be? But all I can say is what a lucky <laughs> right? lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a she's definitely a very lucky. A lot of people would, a lot of women would like to be in her, in her shoes. So, how does Hugh Jackman feel about this new Wolverine outing? And in the same Entertainment Weekly article that I read. He's, Jackman says that he doesn't feel viewers understood his character in X-Men Origins Wolverine. So he wanted to make sure they do with this movie, The Wolverine. Now, if you were here, I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if he were here with us on the program? And we have tried. Believe me, Nikki, I have tried. <laughs> I know who his publicist is. I she gets emails from me regularly and she says, "Oh, Hugh Jackman is just delighted that you're so supportive and that you want him on his show, but he's just he's so busy. <laughs> Please keep trying." Well, if he were here, well, I am going to keep trying. But if he were here, I'd argue with him about X-Men Origins Wolverine. Because I really understood Wolverine in that. I mean, it gave so much information about uh, character development, about I agree. how he became Wolverine. Did you see that one, Nikki? Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah. So I don't know why. He was, uh, he went back to when he was a little boy and everything. No, I loved it. And then it had it had such uh, great action scenes. Mm-hmm. And Wasn't every, that the everything one where he showed him as a little boy? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Where it showed him as a little boy? Yeah. Him and his brother. Yeah. Okay. I that, love that's it. the one. Yeah. So you would you would be on my side. We would we would argue with him. We would gang yeah. up on Hugh Jackman, and we would say we loved <laughs> Wolverine, the uh, X Men Origins film. But but anyway, um, Hugh doesn't feel the same way about it. He guess he thinks he didn't get across what he wanted to get across, and. Uh, so here's a direct quote from Hugh. I, this, this I believe, was in the Entertainment Weekly magazine. And he says, quote, This movie will really get to the core. Fingers crossed. We've done it this time. I'm pretty confident we have, unquote. So I don't know about that last part. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe there's a little bit that he's wondering about. But you know, Nikki, I've watched the trailers. There's a number of trailers, and uh, Hugh Jackman fans should go over to YouTube and take a look at some of those those trailers because they're really exciting to watch. And I have to say 
that this Wolverine looks more visceral and physical than ever. His physical training and diet must have really paid off for him. <laughs> he really has the best physique ever here. His claws have even been redesigned with more cuts and angles, especially for this film. And the stunts appear more gritty and grounded in reality. Now, one thing I didn't see, but Hugh Jackman says, please watch for this. There are some scenes, he says, I'll just say two words, bullet train. And, oh, I love, I love trains. And so evidently there's some, some activity related to the bullet train that, that he's excited about and wants people to, to watch. And it's the first X-Men film released in 3D and IMAX. And, of course, like millions of Jackman fans, I can hardly wait to see it. I'll probably be first in line at the box office. So, so, so does this sound like a, a film that, you, that you'll be interested in seeing, Nikki? For sure. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. The more I think about it and the more I read about it, I hope we aren't, uh, we aren't disappointed. And I, I hope this little preview of The Wolverine um, was helpful to, to Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. fans. But... Here's a treat for our listeners. Let's listen to a fun section from our original uh, tribute show for uh, Hugh Jackman with Jan Shaw, Fausto Rodriguez Wirtz, a call-in fan, and yours truly. And all of us were not shy about sharing our opinions regarding Jackman's movies, including his Wolverine appearances. I think you'll enjoy this. And here goes. Now, I'm so happy that Fausta agreed to join us today because, like me, she's an avid Hugh Jackman fan. Am I right, Fausta? Oh, you're right. Definitely right. <laughs> I, I knew it because we've, we've, uh, we can't resist talking about Hugh Jackman about every other show. So, mm-hmm. so I knew that you, you would be someone who would really love talking about him. You know, Fausta, when I was doing research for the show, I was surprised to find out that Hugh Jackman has over 30 films and TV shows to his credit, and I'm not sure that um, I even had information about all of his work in uh, Australia before he came to the United States. But the first time I saw him was as Wolverine, of course, ooh. Yeah, ooh, in the X-Men movie, and I couldn't get enough of him after that. So I was wondering, what are your favorite Hugh Jackman films? Definitely all the Wolverines. I mean, all the of the X Men. Yeah, the ones that that have come out with the X Men, and I'm sure I'm going to like the next one because I just love how he plays that character. He's now, one. I also liked, and this is just, by the way, here's a spoiler. So anybody who's listening, this is a spoiler on the Prestige. Okay, I love the idea of the Hugh Jackman clones. That was just perfect, you know. So I liked the Prestige because they they cloned Hugh Jackman, and that's like everybody's dream if you're a fan. <laughs> I, I I wish I had uh, heard that before I saw that movie. It didn't make that much sense to me until <laughs> until I knew what was you know what was so going on. Them. You know, and if you think about it, if Tesla had been able to clone Hugh Jackman. He would never gone out of business. You know, Bowie would never gone into music either. But that's another story. That would be a different movie. Right. So you liked uh, him in the X Men movies and in the Prestige. Yeah. Any other any other films that you especially enjoyed him in? I also liked him in um, um, oh, Swordfish. You did one of yes. his first one of his first. Uh, that was one of his first Hollywood movies, yes. Actually, I think that was like his big, his big, his first like big name star job. And he was with Halle Berry and John Travolta. Yeah. In in Swordfish. I like that. Yeah, that was on that was on my list. I I can't say I found Hugh Jackman particularly memorable, but Swordfish was one of my favorite films. Probably yeah. more so for Halle Berry though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She did. She did a little bit of nudity, I think, in that. That's right. The guys yeah. like that. Well, I'm ashamed of you for assuming that's the reason. I would like it. The acting was wonderful. The story was fantastic. It was a she great got, She even got extra money. She even got extra money. I didn't notice that she was naked. 
I bet, I bet you didn't. Well, do you have any other favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movies, Jazz? Uh, I was going to just jump on the bandwagon with the, the X-Men uh, because I, I did enjoy those films. I was not really aware of them. My wife was the one who got me into being aware of the X-Men because she was a fan of the comic books and dragged me to see the films, and I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked them. Yes, he, I think And Wolverine he, was a great character, yes. I think so, too. That, that of course, is definitely on my, my list of uh, favorites. And um, we already have a, a caller, so I think let's, let's just go ahead. Uh, Diane has been waiting on the phone since before the, the show started. So, so patiently. I know, so patiently. So let's, let's bring her in. Hello, Diane. Thank you for calling Movie Attic Headquarters. Do you have a favorite Hugh Jackman movie? Uh, yes, I do. In fact, I, I had watched The Prestige and uh, Kate and Leopold before, but I wouldn't say I was really a fan of Hugh Jackman until Australia. And so I'd have to say that's my favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movie is Australia. That's an that's... interesting one. Um, I, I thought that he was wonderful in Australia. I think the film had some problems with it, Diane, but I I don't know why why do you think that the reviewers were not very kind to that film? I mean, do you think it was just because of the length or Well, the review I, I wrote of Australia was pretty much along those lines that it wasn't Hugh Jackman, it wasn't the acting. It was the editing, it was the cutting. The the film ran far too long and there were some very confusing back and forth cuts in it. I I thought it had more technical problems than it did have uh, Storyline or acting problems, but it also had that slow motion shower by Hugh Jackman's character. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. That be still my heart. <laughs> yeah, that, that that really was a big selling point in that movie. Any Hugh Jackman fan should watch that movie, if only because of that. Yes, and, yeah. and you guys were yelling at me about Halle Berry. Oh, come on now, where's the fairness? You know, Australia reminded me very much of Brokeback Mountain. They both suffered, for, they were both great films, had the potential to be great films, and suffered from the same problems. They were just too long, too much with the cinematics, the establishing shots. They went on forever. Brokeback Mountain could have been 40 minutes shorter. Australia probably, you could have cut almost an hour out of that. Well, I think you have uh, some good points there, Jazz. And uh, but uh, Diane, I I didn't give uh, Australia, you know, five stars or anything. But I did. Uh, I'm, I'm very uh, oh, biased, I think, when it comes to any movie with with you, Jackman, or practically any movie with you, Jackman. And I thought his performance in that in that movie was the highlight. I thought he gave that character Drover uh, sort of a tough sarcastic veneer, but underneath there was vulnerability, and um, I thought he was very romantic with Nicole Kidman's character, but I think the story did try to tell so very, very much that um, it, it just got, it just went on a little bit too long, and we wanted, we kind of were looking at our watches, you know, by the time it ends, but evidently, Diane, you thought that was, that was uh, an excellent movie. What did you like about it besides Hugh Jackman? Um, well, I liked the uh, scenery, the cinematography, and uh, I did like the story. Uh, you know, um, and I guess I didn't get wasn't didn't think it was overly long, but maybe modern movie audiences don't like because you know, Gone with the Wind, who they always say is one of the greatest movies, and uh, that was what over three hours long, wasn't it? Right, right. Oh, yeah. And and uh, I think what Baz Luhrmann, the director, was trying to do was to make a movie that would compare with uh, Gone with the Wind. I love the way he, he he gave a homage to The Wizard of Oz, one of my favorite yes. films. I mm -hmm. thought that was very very well done. And, and uh, I hate to detract from you know Foster's fascination with the shower scene, but to take some of his <laughs> skills. Uh, into account, I don't know how many people are aware, did any of you happen to catch the animated uh, feature in the theater flushed away? Because he actually did the voice of Roddy, one of the uh, one of, oh, one of the raps yeah. in the movie Flushed Away, which was a great cartoon. It was a great film. My wife and I loved it. Oh, yes. He's done some voices in, the, in animated movies. He did do uh, also the voice of Memphis in Happy Feet, you know, the, the dad that was sort of an Elvis wannabe. 
Oh, so, right, oh. right, yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of in, in demand for uh, even for animated uh, animated movies. Yeah, very but, good with his voiceover work. Right. Well, uh, Diane, we're just so delighted that you called. Is there anything else that you would like to mention? Uh, are you on the phone also to listen to the phone uh, to the show, or are you connected online? Um, I'm online, but can I listen to it online or just on the phone? I mean, I've well, never you can uh, you can listen both ways. Uh, Jazz, would you explain how that works? <laughs> I just I want to ask say one comment. The only thing with that movie not being a, a success at the box office, I wonder, would you think that will limit uh, Hugh Jackman's chances to get other romantic leads? I hope not. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I think he was he was so good in that movie that, and and he's such a well established star now. And well, gauging by the reaction of most of particularly the female fans, not casting any stones at Foster here or anything, I don't think he's <laughs> going to have any trouble landing female uh, romantic lead, or leads uh, in romantic films with females in the near future. Uh, Diane, if you decide to just stay on hold, you can listen to the show over the phone if you wish, or uh, if you want to go ahead and hang up, then you can just go to the show's webpage and jump into the chat, and as long as you have speakers hooked up, you can listen to it live online there. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. for Great. Bye and now. thank you again for calling, and uh, we'll we'll hope to see more of Hugh Jackman in the future, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and also, I think he's a great guy, not just a great actor. I think you're right about that, too. Well, well bye now, and, and um, we'll uh, hope you, you call back again on another show. And take care, Diane. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, is there, um, I, I have some different favorites, uh, Hugh Jackman films, and one of them is Kate and Leopold. I thought that, that Hugh Jackman was just outstanding in that, uh, in, as that elegant duke who oh, lived yes. back in the, you know, a bachelor, charming bachelor of the late 1800s. And I know this was one of those fantasy-type movies where the love story, the lovers actually lived in two different time periods. And so, it's, of course, it's far-fetched. But I thought he was he was just great in that role. I enjoyed the film immensely, and I loved the time travel kind of twist to the whole time travel thing. Uh, you know, I I am embarrassed to say, I, when I watched it, when it first came out, I didn't even realize it was Hugh Jackman. Uh, because I just wasn't that familiar. But, uh, yeah, it was a great film. Uh, very enjoyable. I mean, not one of the classics, but a, a really enjoyable little movie. I know, and he he really um, hadn't done too much on the screen before Kate and Leopold. And I liked uh, the director's quote, uh, why he wanted Jackman for the for the role. And this is what he said. I just love this. Hugh Jackman just has the essence of great movie stars of the past. There are times that you can see Errol Flynn or Cary Grant in him, and I think that's that's really true. He does remind you of the uh, the great movie stars of of the past. So, what did you, did you like, Kate and Leopold, Fausta? I like Kate and Leopold, but the only thing that I don't like about Kate and Leopold and Australia were his um, his co-stars. I wasn't particularly crazy about Nicole Kidman in Australia, and I wish they didn't have Meg Ryan and Kate and Leopold. I would have put the girl from The Matrix, Carrie Ann Moss, in that part instead. That's an interesting idea. But I think he definitely has the the old-style movie star glamour, because if you guys remember when he gets... When he's in Australia, you know, and he's in the outback, he's dirty, he's grimy, he's everything else. And then he goes to the ball, and he shows up in a classic white smoking jacket. And let me tell you, how well-named was that jacket? So um, it really was a really a big star. Oh, I'm blushing over here. <laughs> traditional movie star part. You know, that we used to have, which which you don't find anymore, you know, particularly now since most actors are just kind of blah looking. Well, I have to agree with you. There were some great shots of Hugh Jackman in Australia, and uh, I I just think that that he could hold his own with with any of those uh, old movie stars from from the past. But you know, the most memorable performance that 
um, I think Hugh Jackman has ever given is in the movie that we've talked with talked about a couple of times before on this show, and that's um, in the movie The Fountain. He was fiercely brilliant in that movie, and he had to play three three different parts. He was a research scientist trying to find a cure for his wife, who was played by Rachel Weisz, who's dying from cancer. He played Tomas, a Spanish conquistador sent by Queen Isabella to the jungles to find the tree of life. And then finally he played an astronaut floating in a bubble with the tree of life and, and his memories of, uh, of his wife there in the, you know, in the, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe how emotional he was and how that emotion came apart. When he showed the love and despair that he was witnessing, it, I, I'm still thinking about certain scenes and wondering how he was able to do them with, with such depth of feeling. Did you see The Fountain, Fausta? Yes, and I think he saved that movie because I, the, the three different threads in The Fountain are so confusing that at one particular point it's like, you you can't figure out if they're talking Buddha or 2001 Space Odyssey. So he really did ground the movie in a way that you could you could relate to his to his feeling for for this woman and for what they had been and that kind of thing. And it made sense because of him. That's right, and uh, it did have a lot of uh, symbolism, spirituality. Uh, matters of life and death it was it was a very complicated film to follow but it had such gorgeous images and then this just tremendously brilliant performance by Hugh Jackman I think you're right he did hold it uh, hold it together did you happen to see the fountain jazz uh no I actually avoided that one just because I saw several reviews I'm sorry to say which really panned the film and they spoke strongly to what Foster was talking about uh, about a rather disjointed plot and it it didn't seem to gel and come together. Uh, now you've made, you've made me think perhaps I should go ahead and put it on my Netflix list and watch it, but I, I didn't catch it, no. I think you should put it on your Netflix and uh, take a look at it. And, and now that you know something about the story, I think some of the people, or the <laughs> lack of story, but now that you know what it was trying to do, I think I think you should take a look at it. And uh, I, I think you'll, you'll really, really like it. The other favorite I have of uh, Hugh Jackman's performances was in the movie Deception, which was also panned by critics. I may be one of the few critics who gave this movie a uh, positive review, but we we just don't get a chance to see Hugh Jackman as a villain. Uh, but in this, he was a terrific Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type character, and he really got into the into the role. It was a good film. I, I gave that one a good review also, and, and I thought he did a good job in it, yes. And I think that uh, I, he's just one of these kind of actors that can can do anything. The romantic lead, he can play the villain we see here. He can do the action. He can do, uh, he can sing and dance, which we'll talk about a little bit, a little bit later. But uh, maybe we should check and see, are there any Comments uh, about favorite Hugh Jackman uh, performances or movies from the chat, Jazz? Uh, Most of them have already been mentioned here, as a matter of fact. It's kind of a limited repertoire, and it seems to be the the same favorites going on. And not surprisingly, I think I'm in the minority because there are more women commenting about uh, Jackman's uh, (coughs) physical talents. Uh, (laughs) I wonder why. Imagine that. (laughs) Right. But we're pretty much on the same wavelength about it. And this is so unfair, because do you realize, and I'm going to say this for both of your benefit, if I came on this show as your co-host, Betty Jo, and I did some long diatribe about how wonderful Phoebe Cates was for her slow-motion departure from the pool in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I would be decried as every kind of sexist in the world. But for some reason, when it's Hugh Jackman, it's perfectly okay. Well, I told you we have a double standard on this show, don't well, we? Well, there you go. <laughs> I have to live with that. But, but what is it that, that 
makes uh, Hugh Jackman so so popular. Uh, of course, we know he is just uh, almost unbearably handsome. But what else, Fausta? I have thought about this because this is a guy who comes across as a regular guy, even when he's playing completely extraordinary characters. I mean, Wolverine is a guy that you understand, even when he's got razors coming out of his knuckles. And (laughs) you have the character in The Fountain that... He's you're 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 watching him and he's not playing Hugh Jackman, playing a role. It's you're playing a human being who's reaching out to you, in the way that he plays these parts. And I think, at least the way I see it, that's what makes it, what makes him such an effective actor. Well, because I mean, there are a lot of good-looking men out there, who have been actors who are nowhere near as as convincing. Right. Did we lose you, Fausta? I'm still here. You're still there. Right. Well, good. Yeah, I think what you said is is perfectly true, but I also think it's his uh, versatility. As I mentioned before, he can he can do just about any kind of part and and he's believable. And you know that I'm probably the world's most avid movie musical fan. So I like him and and he's popular with me partly because of his ability to belt out a song. The first time I heard him sing was in a spoof of Phantom of the Opera on Saturday Night Live. Ooh. And, and I was absolutely bowled over with that voice. I didn't know at that time, you know, because I had seen X Men and Kate and Leopold and I but I hadn't ever heard him sing. And then I watched him in Oklahoma on PBS. Oh, yes. That and was I so good. Knew, oh, I know. And I knew he was going to be a great musical star, as he proved by winning a Tony for The Boy from Oz. And then, oh, this was a real treat. He just wowed everyone when he danced with the Rockettes on the Tony Awards show. And I think that he won an Emmy for the for, for his work hosting that particular show. So he's he's kind of a throwback to Gene Kelly, you know, who could do everything, the comedy, the action, the, the singing, the dancing, the villain. Uh, he's he's just he's just got it all. Well, speaking of some of those older films, you'll probably be pleased to know that one of the suggestions coming in from uh, the listeners in the chat is that they would like to see Hugh Jackman in a remake of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Wouldn't that be great? That would be just excellent, and I understand that he is interested in doing some um, musicals. I once heard, and I this was I think last year sometime, that he hopes to star in um, a remake of Carousel. Ooh. He, he already uh, did that in a, a tribute to Rodgers and Hammerstein. Uh, he sang the role of Billy Bigelow at Carnegie Hall. And Disney, I think, is looking at him for a possible Guys and Dolls remake, plus an original musical, If You Could See Me Now, which I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I just get nervous when I hear about remakes of the classics that I love because so many of them come off so badly. Oh, I, know, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I worry about that. But he's also thinking about doing uh, the, mu- the movie version of The Boy from Oz in which he would replay his Tony-winning role. He's also uh, looking at Sunset, the musical Sunset Boulevard and the full Monty as uh, possibilities for uh, his appearance in, in movie musicals. Now, he did Sunset Boulevard, I believe it was in Australia or in England, and he played the role that William uh, Holden had you know, yeah. in the movie version of, of Sunset uh, Boulevard. We're going to throw some cold water on Foster in a moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Full Monty, yes. Uh, oh, Full Monty, oh, yes. Well, um, the boy from Oz, I believe he was one of the producers of uh, of that because he knew Peter Allen from back in Australia, back in right. the olden days when Peter Allen was still alive. Yeah, I, that's right, and Ed, he must have been wonderful in that. I wish I could have seen him in 
in the boy from Oz. Of course, I'd like to see him in any any musical, but um, he seems like he's been devoting most of his time to the to more of the drama and, and adventure kind of movie. So I hope he he gets his head on right and does some does some musical. And I hope he he does some something musical when he's hosting the Oscars next Sunday. Do you oh, think he'll be, be a successful Oscar host, Jazz? Uh, I don't have any doubt that he'll be able to pull it off, but let me turn that around and ask another question to you. Compared to other Oscar hosts in the past, does it seem a little bit striking that Hugh Jackman, and I realize I'm talking to avid fans of his, but he does have a rather limited background. We haven't seen him in as much. He doesn't have that much uh, depth yet of a resume is it unusual for someone with that who's what's the phrase I'm looking for kind of new on the scene to be hosting the Oscars? Is this unusual? Don't we normally see people that have got you know a quite a are quite a bit more well known I should say longer term well or is, or is this fairly normal? It's a good question, and I'm going to answer that with um what the academy awards producer and executive producer said in their statement when they selected him <laughs> this is the quote Hugh Jackman is a consummate entertainer and an internationally renowned star <clears throat> he has style elegance and a sense of occasion he's the ideal choice to host a celebration of the year's movies and to have fun doing it and I think he's just going to be a smash after seeing him host the, host the Tonys well, as you can tell, dear listeners, I really enjoyed that discussion. And yes, indeed, Hugh Jackman was amazing as an Oscar host, one of the best. And he did get his mind on straight by choosing to appear in Les Miserables and by signing on to the movie version of the musical The Greatest Showman on Earth. Now, my only disappointment is that we'll probably never see him in a Wolverine musical. But hey, are we having fun in the live chat today? We've just been uh, talking about our favorite uh, Hugh Jackman movies, and uh, uh, we have uh, already a caller who's in the chat room and now has called in, and it's the great Kat Vecchioni from Wacko World, so I'm going to call on Kat right now. Hi, Kat. Thank you for calling in. How are you, Betty Jo? Well, I'm I'm just uh, always in top form and feeling great whenever we're talking about Hugh Jackman, and I understand you're a Hugh Jackman fan too. Am oh I my right? gosh, yes. <laughs> you even I liked him like, in Van Helsing. Yes, I that that's actually one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have a great deal of respect for you. And admiration because you've just done so many things and uh, with music well, and you. and modeling and computers and now you're doing a, a great job with your radio shows on on Blog Talk ra- Radio. But I I kind of have to disagree with you on Van Helsing because I think my eardrums were damaged uh, by <laughs> Van Helsing. <laughs> Sound effects were were just uh, you know I, I mean almost unbearable but but Hugh was good he's he's always good uh, what is your favorite Hugh Jackman movie um I love the Wolverine series and um, the X Men series I'm more of like the into the vampires and the science fiction type of thing so that's that's why I I really like the um uh the Wolverine type movies and stuff so I I I love them all really so I really don't have a favorite but I I probably did wear out the Van Helsing seriously did wear wear it out and um <laughs> wear, yeah, you, wear well out. maybe now seeing it did you see it did you see it in a theater or did you see it on DVD I saw both both okay. Well, you 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 really have uh, a comparison. When you were watching the DVD, I was thinking maybe the sound. You know, you could kind of regulate the sound. I might try watching it again on DVD and see if I have a different uh, opinion of that of that particular movie. But what I wanted to ask you, Kat, 
is uh, you have a musical background. You play the yes, guitar and you've been and you've worked with with music groups. And so, what do you think of uh, Hugh Jackman in terms of his uh, vocal abilities? Oh, I I think he's fabulous. I really do. I I I was actually surprised when I heard him sing in um, the miser the, the I can't why can't I pronounce it the mis the miser I can't Rob. Miserable, yeah, and I was like, kind of, wow, kind of, <laughs> man can sing, so um, I was kind of taken back, like, y- you know, you don't expect it, you know, I thought maybe get is that really him singing, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did, he did a fabulous job with that, and um. And uh, but and uh, I'm just just uh, really surprised. So I was surprised too the first time that I heard him that I heard him sing. And we have someone in the chat room that I'm so jealous of. It's uh, Nancy Lombardo from the wonderful show Comedy Concepts because oh, she actually Nancy. got to see Hugh Jackman. I think it's in his, uh, she saw him on Broadway, whether it's uh, The Boy from Oz or whether it was his one-man show. He put on a a one-man show, and um, uh, I was hoping maybe that Nancy would call in and tell us a little bit, oh, uh, a little bit about uh, about, uh, how he he performs live on stage. So so maybe she will call in in a few minutes. She put in the chat room. Wolverine, uh, oh yes, Oz. So she saw him in the in the Boy from Oz, which is the the musical that he won the Tony for, and that um, he has indicated some interest that he would like to do on screen. And that's probably the only way that I I would be I would be able to uh, to see him. Well, I I really have uh, a great deal of admiration for Hugh Jackman's singing. And um, I thought he did a great job in Oklahoma. I did see the PBS version of Oklahoma, and um, I've just loved the way he he does the production numbers in the shows that he hosts, where he sings and he and he dances. I think he even danced with the Rockettes, and just in and I believe it was when he hosted the Tonys. So, um, being an avid movie musical fan. I just can hardly wait to see the greatest showman on earth because uh, he will be doing singing and dancing in that. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that gets completed and that we get to see it soon. So was there anything else that that you would like to add, Uh, Kat? Would you tell our listeners about uh, where they can hear you on Blog Talk Radio? Um, my show, Wacko World with Kat Vecchioni, is every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, this week, um, I'm working on uh, getting uh, a guest of, a, well, I'm working on getting um, a psychic this week. So it's going to be a little bit different than my normal um, rock and roll guests. But, uh, yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Every Saturday night on the Wacko Network, and uh, Richard just put in the um, the link in the chat room where you can find me. So I oh, appreciate great. you having me on, Betty Joe, and and I appreciate well, you coming to our to our shows and listening to us in the mornings and and um, and uh, listening to my show as well. So I, I really appreciate it. So well, we're. I, so I just much. enjoy that. I enjoy that so much and appreciate the the, the support. And so it's Saturday Saturday nights on um, at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And it, does the show have a name? Yes, it's Wacko World with Kat Vecchioni every Saturday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Wacko World with Kate Vecchioni. Great. And do you know what, Kat? We have another caller on the line. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who it is, but. But let's, uh, uh, will you stay on the phone because it might be somebody that you would like to talk with. Can you do that? Absolutely, sure. Okay, Thank great. You. Let's, let, me, let me see who is on. Area code 212. Thank you for calling in. Uh, who am I speaking with? 
I had a dream this film would end, but it went on and on forever. It's me, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nancy Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts. Nancy, thank you for calling in. I, you know how jealous I am of you because you've you've seen Hugh Jackman in person. Tell us what what you what you saw him in. You, you're you're Phenomenal. making fun He's... of Les Misérables, though, but but it but it uh, you sounded great. Not a big Les Mis fan. I, the whole time I wanted to give uh, Miss Hathaway some of my popcorn. Eat something, please. But he was terrific on Broadway. He was just. What a tour de force. There's nothing like him. He's truly an actor because I'm like, in films, you stop, you start, you stop, you start. You have all this time to do something. That was like two hours nonstop. I don't know how he did it. It was just amazing. He is the uh, the last of his kind, I, I would say, in that. I mean, other than uh, Michael Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris, however you say his name. Anyway, uh, he was just phenomenal. And uh, the crowd was on its feet by the end of the show. The crowd, you could see he loves what he's doing when he performs, and that, and the audience loves him for doing that. Oh yes, I've I've gone over to YouTube to try to see little you know clips as much as I can of, of some of the things that he's done that he's done on Broadway, and I just get you know it really makes me excited and amazing, and, uh, just nothing short of amazing in that um, an actor today can sustain like that on Broadway. I mean, a lot of them try to cross over. And I haven't seen them all to say, you know, were they a good crossover. I'll tell you who he does remind me of in, in the terms of can do it all, Robert Preston. I would love to see you, Jackman, in The Music Man. Oh, The Music Man. What a great idea. He could do that one. He could really do that. I did love Robert Preston in that. But, and Robert uh, Preston, yeah. again, on Broadway, I saw him in Sly Fox. Again, that same kind of energy. And, just, and you know, when Robert Preston started, nobody knew he could sing. No, I didn't, and I saw practically no. every movie that he made, but I never it was knew it a, to and sing until Music And there's, there's a great, great tie into that is that they wanted Cary Grant for the part. And Cary Grant oh. said no. He, would, he saw the show like seven times. He said, no, not only will I not do the movie, if you cast anybody else but Robert Preston in it, I will not see the movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I could see you, Jackman, doing that. He's just a total all-around... Uh, just the the fully evolved actor, the one you, the way they're supposed to be, sing, dance, everything. Well, we've got quite a list of films that we want him to do, a list of musicals that we want you, <laughs> Jackman, to do. <laughs> we we sure do. I know. Well, um, Kat, have you listened to uh, to Nancy Lombardo's comedy concepts show that's oh, on absolutely. Blog Talk Radio? Absolutely. In fact, I was uh, uh, there um, uh, for her show um, on the uh, yeah, the. What was it? Was it yesterday? Monday. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what day of the week it was. Yesterday. Yes. Yeah. I was in the chat room. That's right. And uh, always fun on comedy concepts. So, uh, Nancy, you know I'm um, an avid fan of yours and a regular listener. And uh, <laughs> I know. It, there's you never let me you never let me down. I mean, you've <laughs> always got something going. You've got uh, your the comedy bits that you do, the the music, uh, all of your your friends that have given you promos that are just funny I know, pro- I promos, George Bettinger and But speaking Steve of going, <laughs> I have a game just, in Central Park. I'm on the Friars oh, softball you're, team. You're, you're, you have I to just, leave now? I have to leave because I uh, oh. I have a game. i got to be there before 6 and hope it doesn't rain on us. Okay, and, well, uh, well, well, well. Uh, Friday, like Friday mornings and Monday Monday mornings uh, at Man- uh, manic Mondays and uh, funny Fridays. Yeah, uh, if it all goes well. If I'm not on the road Friday morning, I have to see if I'm traveling or not. But uh, I'll uh, you just check and I'll, I'll be there. Always, always You're- great. Always great, Betty Jo, movie addict. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> sure, bye, Cat. Bye. bye, everyone. Goodbye, Nancy. Bye, so nice to talk with you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wasn't that a treat, Cat, uh, to have have Nancy call in? And yes. she didn't tell she didn't tell whether it's it's eight thirty my time, so it must be ten thirty Eastern time on yes. Fridays yes. and yes. on Mondays. on Mondays. And so we like to promote that that show because it's really a treat. So much fun to listen to. Lots of good music. Lots of uh, funny bits that she, that uh, she plays. And even though we hear them. 
Yeah, it is, and and I, I look forward to it. It really makes makes the start of my weekend great, and then it makes me not feel so bad about Mondays. <laughs> so that that works out. Well, I am so happy that you called in, Kat, and um, well, we'll you. be looking forward to listening to your show on Saturday at six. PM Eastern Time, and uh, I'll hope to be talking with you on the wonderful Wackle Bob show uh, every Tuesday. Although Wackle Bob has a show every day now, is that correct? Yes, it's uh, Tuesday through Saturday at uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and then on Saturday he just does an hour from 9 to 10 a.m. Yes, and I uh, how, take how he does all this, I don't know, but it's it's so I, much fun. I have no idea, but he he does it. He he takes the captain's seat, and I try to help with the co-pilot. <laughs> I know. Well, it's it's great. It's a great show, and um, he he uh, puts us in touch with a lot of wonderful people. So thank you again, Kat. And uh, well, I'm going to be and I'm going to be wrapping things up. And just so glad you could join us on this Hugh Jackman. Uh, uh, tribute show, which is sort of an extension of the tribute show that we did for him in 2009. So um, we'll hope to talk to you again soon and, and call in anytime that you that the spirit moves you. But well, um, you. you're sure welcome. And now uh, it's almost time. <laughs> it's almost time for the show to end. We didn't get a call from Stephen Bauer. I'm disappointed about that, but. As I mentioned uh, earlier, listeners, I will definitely keep uh, in touch with his publicist, and we will have him back on the show. Next week, we will have a book giveaway, another book giveaway, and I'll be presenting some of the amusing uh, excerpts from Confessions of a Movie Addict. And the week after that, we're going to have author, film critic, Phil Hall back with his new to talk about his new book that's coming out in August called and this is one of the greatest titles that I've ever seen. It's called The Greatest Bad Movies of All Time. And the Mad Movie Man it will be my co host. So so that should be another fun show. Well, I want to thank uh, Nikki and the Chatters and as always the time has gone by so fast. So I um I'm going to have to say that uh, we're we're going to give a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support and of course to Nikki Starr for all her help and thanks again to Jazz Shaw, Fausta Rodriguez Words, our chatters Diane who called in, Kat who called in, Nancy Lomb- Lombardo who called in. And to all our listeners, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know I sure did. Well, that's all for now, folks. So here's the talented A.J. Daniels to take us out with a song Nikki and I dedicate to our listeners and today also to I think you know who, Mr. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> 